bless. God bless Brother McGee. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. Pastor French, um, before I get started here, I'd like for you to pray for me. I've got a challenge in the evening for preparing for this. All right. Let's bow our heads, shall we? We're going to have prayer. Father, we pray right now for the anointing on Brother McGee to teach the word to our hearts. Let us receive it. Pray for each and every one, Lord, that your blessing will be upon us. And we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we believe you and trust you. Amen. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. It's been on my heart a lot lately here. And um, Pastor French said this in one of his sermons and has been resonating with me over the last couple of years. And he said in one of his sermons, heaven is the most important thing. He also said that there's nothing more important um, than heaven. And so that's been on my mind here lately. And so I want to open up with a couple of scriptures here. In Psalm number 14 and 2, in Psalm number 14 and 2, it says, The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that understand and seek God. In Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. You may be seated. Um, as I prepared for this lesson, um, Brother Ryan called me while I was in Texas and um, asked if um, I would be able to teach this morning. And so immediately, um, heaven came to mind. And so I wrote down some things while I was in Texas. and. Um, but last night as I started to prepare uh, for this message, um, the Lord started directing me in a somewhat different direction. And so um, Brother Collins had preached a message at the nursing home called What Would Heaven Be Like? And it was a pretty awesome message. And he talked about um, who we're going to meet in heaven and where we meet Paul and the different people where we see our family members. And he started describing how um, heaven would be. And during my studies last night, um, it talks about the, um, the third heaven, all right? It's actually a literal place. Um, heaven is a real place. Um, it's the capital of the universe. Um, heaven is owned and ruled by God. Um, heaven is inhabited, and it gives a list of things that are up in heaven. Things on earth are typical of things in heaven. Um, there are several men in scripture that's mentioned that have seen heaven or been to heaven. And through my studies there, I found out that there's over 41 things here on earth mentioned um, in heaven that we can, like a city, a mansion, or trees, etc. cetera, um, um, bowls of bowls, um, rainbows, and seas of glass, and singing, and things that we do down here on earth. And so there's three key points I want to talk about um, today. And the first question is, um, do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to go to heaven? All right, do you know how to get to heaven? And will, what will keep us um, out of heaven? Um, one of the things that my wife and I do each year, and um, she taught me this when we got married, um, we usually do our goal planning. Um, we use Franklin Covey as our um, our guide. Um, one of the things to talk about is seven habits of highly effective people. So we take the time to um, plan out our year. 
And so the Lord convicted me while I was in um, Texas. And so Sister Monique and I were talking about, hey, we got to get our Franklin Coveys for 2018. Let's do our planning. And um, so we started to do that. And the Lord said, hey, um, you don't have heaven on your list. I like, but I want to go to heaven, Lord. He said, but you don't have it on your goals for 2018. I'm like, wow. And so one of the things that um, the Franklin Covey organization talk about is you have to write down what you're going to do. Because if you don't write it down, it's not going to happen. And so you have your long-term goals, you have your intermediate goals, short-term goals. And so I said, I'll write it down. And so in the Franklin Covey system, um, you have to write down the steps that you're going to take to make it to your goal. And so, as the Lord redirected me um, last night, I want to talk about a, a few of those things. And in pr the prison system, um, I go once a month along with other people here in the church. And one of the questions I ask the prisoners, and I say, do you want to go to heaven? But don't answer that question right away. Do you want to go to heaven, but don't answer that question right away? Because whatever words come out of your mouth, the Lord is going to hold you accountable for that. You say, yes, I want to go to heaven. So when you say, yes, I want to go to heaven, are you going to do those intermediate steps to make it to heaven? Because from what I understand, the words that come out of our mouth, we have to give account for the things that come out of our mouth. And so... I'm going to talk about a few things here. Could you go to the next slide there, brother? And um, we have a balance here. We got a scale here. The question is, do you want to go to heaven? We had a gavel right there. Um, that's something we have to think about. I know in 2018, we started thinking about, well, I'd like to get a better job. I'd like to make more money. Um, are you thinking about the things of heaven? Are you trying to say that, do I want to improve my walk with the Lord? Is that on your list? Do you want to um, uh, speak words that are fitly spoken? One of my students came to me just before the break, two students actually, and they were upset with me and I didn't do a single thing. All I did was um, pray for them all I did was um, try to be the best teacher I possibly can, but they were upset with me. And Brother Cole said something a long time ago. He said, if anybody's upset with you, bring them an apple pie. And then if they're still upset with you, take them another apple pie. And if they're still upset, take him another apple pie. Well, one of my students, he was in, in school suspension. I went to him and I said, why are you so angry? He said, I just hate people. And I said, what did I do to you? He didn't answer. And so I shared the story about Brother Cole, about the apple pie, who was in school. And I told him the same thing. And I said, I don't have an apple pie, but I have some Skittles. <laughs> Here you go. And then he started laughing. And so, why did I do that? I didn't do anything to him. 
But in the big scheme of things, it was important for me to make sure that my walk with the Lord was right with him. Because I did not want to be a stumbling block for him. Because I would have went to heaven and the Lord said, hey, um, um, I said, if you know that somebody have an ought with you, um, lay it down, go make reconciliation, then come back and pray. And so I said, well, I don't want to be a hindrance. I want the Lord to hear every prayer I pray because there's a lot of souls in Jonesboro that need to be reached. So I want to make sure every prayer um, make it through. And so I know that um, I'm preaching to the choir here on the second point here about do you know how to um, make it to heaven? And I'm going to go over that still because we need to hear it because people will answer that first question about I want to go to heaven but they don't know how to get there. All right. We know from the word of God Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. All right. Jesus can't lie. He said, if we're not born again, we're not going to see the kingdom of heaven. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. can't get no clearer than that. All right. And so I will go to the prison and people will say, well, all you have to do is believe and you're going to make it into the kingdom of heaven. All right. John 3.16 says it. Believe. And we're in the house. All right. But we have to look at that whole chapter of John chapter 3. Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, we must be born again. All right, but we have to look at the word of God. I don't have it here on the slides here, but if we go to John um, chapter 7, I'm going to read this in um, verse 37. And this is Jesus speaking here, partly. In um, John chapter 7, verse 37 through 39, it says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this is the key. It's more than just believing. But in verse 39, it says, But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So believing is important. We do have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, without a shadow of a doubt. And Brother Ryan, he doesn't realize what he said. He probably did. But the other day when he prophesied um, during prayer service, he said, This is how we're going to win the city. This is how we're going to reach our world by asking this simple question. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Went to Texas, came back up here. I didn't think about, oh, what am I going to say? Well, Brother Ryan already told me what I need to say. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And so John, I mean, the Apostle Paul came to Ephesus 
And the Bible clearly says that he found disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. They were following the Lord. They were following what John the Baptist told them to do. And he said, since you believe, have you received the Holy Ghost? That's important. Why would Paul, the Apostle Paul, come to disciples of John the Baptist that's following after the Lord Jesus Christ and ask the question? He already knew they believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. But he asked, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said, no. We have not heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Then he asked them a key question, then how were you baptized? Because John the Baptist, I mean, excuse me, Apostle Paul knew that um, baptism is important to you receiving the Holy Ghost. Because Acts 2.38 says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. All right, so the Apostle Paul um, was not there on the day of Pentecost. Scripture doesn't say that, but he was preaching the same thing that was preached on the day of Pentecost. All right, so we're going to go into what will keep us out of heaven. And this is really... Um, what kept me up last night because um, I thought I was going one way and the Lord redirected me another way. What will keep you out of heaven? And most of the time we'll think about um, Galatians 5, 9, or 17, the things, the, the, the lust of the flesh. We go to Revelation. The Lord gives a list of things that's going to, he's saying if you're doing any of these things, you're not. Um, going to enter into the kingdom of God. But I want to submit to us today this. The thing that will keep us out of heaven is us. It is us. That will keep us out of heaven. I have a prop over here I want to use. Okay, this is us right here. All right, um, before we're baptized, before we repent of our sins, um, before we're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, um, before we're filled with the Holy Ghost, um, this is us. Look pretty ragged, you know. Things are not together, you know, don't look pretty or anything like that. But when we repent of our sins and we're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we become a the beginning stages of a, a new person, all right? Um, we're going to get grafted into the, to the kingdom of God. And so what the Lord does after we repent of our sins, Lord, please forgive me for the things that I've done, for the um, how I sinned against thee, my fellow man, and everything like that. We're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, which washes away all of our sins, what the Lord throws into the sea of forgetfulness, and he never remembers of anymore and so we're filled with the spirit of God with the evidence of speaking in tongues that the spirit of God gives the utterance and so once we're filled with the Holy Ghost a new branch begins to grow all right I don't know if you can see that or not but it starts out little all right 
We're, we're growing. We're a babe in Christ. And so this is where the battle begins. All right, before we were the natural man who was out, we were separated from God because of our sin. All right, but when we repent, we're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those sins are washed away. The Lord fills us with the Holy Ghost. At that moment, from that point forward, we have a choice. Before then, we didn't have a choice. We lived in sin. We walked in sin. But after we're filled with the Holy Ghost, we have a choice to either walk after the Spirit or walk after the flesh. And so this is where the song that we were singing here was like so appropriate. All right. We're going to walk after the Spirit or walk after the flesh. Can you go to that slide, brother? It says walk after. Thank you, sir. All right, in Acts um, 28 and 27, it's not clear here on my slide, so I'm going to read it. Acts 28 and 27. For the heart of this people is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand what their heart, understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. And so, there's many that have heard about Acts 2.38, um, and for whatever reason, they, they don't believe it. But we have to. All right, because the Lord said that you shall receive power once that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be my witnesses. And so as I thought about that, most of the time I think about, I got the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to go out and win souls. Well, this morning I thought about it and said, well, if I had a power of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to be a, a witness of the greatness of God. Because I could have got mad at my student and saying, why are you upset with me? But it was more important for me to reflect the glory, the holiness of God, the compassion of God to him by bringing him some Skittles. <laughs> All right. And so it broke down the barrier. He was angry with me, but I showed compassion. And so. These are the works of the flesh, adultery, fornication, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, immolation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveling. And um, during my studies, I learned that there's 53 things in scripture that the Lord had as um, scribes write that will keep us out of heaven, 53. 53 and that's a loving God because a loving father will tell their kids what is pleasing and unpleasing to them All right, we're not going to be able to stand before the Lord on judgment day and say I didn't know not us because the first message that the Lord gave me when I 
finally believed in him when he showed him that showed me that there was a God. He didn't teach me about Acts 2.38. He didn't teach me about John 3.3 3 and John 3.5. He didn't teach me about repentance. The first verse that the Lord gave me was 2 Timothy 2.15. Study that show thyself approved unto God for a workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so I'm studying because I have a final exam one day. And I have to pass it. I have to pass it. I want to go to heaven. The Lord convicted me the other day while I was in Texas saying, hey, heaven is not on your list. I want to go to heaven. But the Lord would just, down in the details, you need to write it down. You need to make plans. All right. You need to make sure you're not committing fornication, uncleanness, lascivious, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, and variance. So what, are, what am I going to do to make sure I'm not doing those things? Well, I'm going to make sure I'm in the house of the Lord on Sundays. I'm going to make sure I'm in the house of the Lord on Wednesdays. I'm going to make sure I'm in the house of the Lord on Tuesdays. I'm going to make sure I'm in the house of the Lord when Pastor Friend says, come to the house of the Lord. Right. I heard a sermon while I was in Texas. And um, he said, it's important that you're in the house of the Lord because the, word, the, the Lord is going to have a word for you. And if you're not there, you're going to miss it. And so I thought that was pretty powerful. And Sister Monique said something to me this morning. And um, I hope I can recall it correctly. Um, what, did, what, what did you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was powerful. But she said, I, my enemies... I am the per I am the protector. I am the preserver of my enemies. I am the preservers of my enemies. And I said, wow, that's that's pretty powerful. I'm the preservers of my enemies. And she's she worked in a 911 operation center and the atmosphere was um, contrary to her. And one lady would constantly just go out of her way to make sure things did not go well for Sister Monique. And so she maintained the right attitude. She didn't return reveling for reveling. She just maintained the right attitude. But while she was at home one day cleaning the house, the Lord tapped her on the shoulder saying, you need to pray. She said, okay. She started praying and praying and praying and praying. And the girl that was contrary to her at her job was in the midst of trying to take her life. And Sister Monique didn't have the right relationship. Sister Monique didn't have the right attitude towards the Lord. That lady would not have been here. But because she heard the voice of the Lord and she started praying, that lady is still here today. And she was, quote unquote, an enemy to Monique. She thought this Monique was her enemy, but she wasn't. All right. My student thought I was his enemy, but I wasn't. And so I want to make it to heaven. 
I want my family to make it to heaven. I want my brothers and sisters to make it to heaven. And this message today is really simple. And I thank the Lord for redirecting me from what I thought I was going to do um, today. And so here are the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, the fruit of the Spirit is living well in today's world. All right, there's joy, self-control, gentleness, peace, faithfulness, generosity, um, patience, and kindness. All right, those are the fruit of the Spirit. And nowadays, uh, I know some of you, a lot of us live here in Atlanta. We're driving down the highway. I know there was a one-hour traffic jam. All right, so that will try your patience. All right. Um, um, be careful what you say or what you show on Facebook because it reflects what's really in your spirit. All right, because um, um, the Bible says, out of the heart, the mouth speaketh. All right, well, typing on a Facebook is the heart speaking too, you know. So you got to be careful. All right. Um, being born again. All right. Now, this is the last part. Back to the tree. This little bitty branch here. All right. If we're not walking in the spirit, all right, if we're walking after the things of the flesh, after we're filled with the Holy Ghost, if we're not feeding, if we're not studying to show ourselves approved unto God, this old nature may come back and smother the spirit, you know, and the things of this world, the cares of this world will begin to smother it. All right, so it's important that we walk after the spirit. There's some things I put on my list that I need to do with my relationship with the Lord, like pray more, um, study more. The Lord reminded me like, hey, remember when you first got the Holy Ghost, you used to stay up all night long? Now, 9 o'clock roll around, 10 o'clock roll around. <sighs> Going to sleep. All right. Well, last night, I enjoyed hanging out with the Lord late into the night last night. And so <clears throat> it's a great thing to spend time with the Lord, spend time with his word, just studying it. It's like, Lord, what do you mean here? You know, sometimes he answers right away. Sometimes he don't. Sometimes he just wants you to dig a little bit deeper. All right. And he'll reveal it to you in time. And so there's many questions that I ask the Lord. Um, sometimes he answers and sometimes he don't. Some prayers go up. I know he hears them, but he doesn't, doesn't give an answer sometime. And so I have a lot of requests before the Lord. Um, the obvious ones, save my family, you know, save me, save my wife, you know, but I want to make it to heaven. Amen. I want to make it to heaven. I like teaching. I like teaching in high school, and I like um, teaching the word. Um, the last thing here is, um, and Pastor French, if I 
misstate this, please let me know because I want to make sure I'm right. Okay. Um, I always wonder what a retrobate man would be like. What is the unpardonable sin? And so um, I found this interesting. And um, Brother Ryan, I know you. we like to talk a lot. <laughs> so definitely let me know. Um, it was had the little tree right there and the old nature started to come back. And so in my mind, when jealousy and sin and vile talk and pride and worldliness and love of ease and covetedness and cares of this world and absenteeism from church, to me that's the old nature coming back to try to smother what the Holy Ghost is trying to do in our lives. And when we allow those things to happen, our soul is, is doomed. And so we have to walk in the spirit. And so this is the question I have to Pastor French and Brother Ryan is that when we talk about the unpardonable sin, all right, because we're quenching the spirit, we're resisting the spirit, we are um, not walking after the spirit. And so when judgment day comes, I don't believe the Lord would be able to pardon that sin because while we still have breath in our body, the Lord was drawing us, saying, come unto me. The Lord was showing us from in his word what we need to do to correct the things in our life so that we can be ready for when that trumpet sounds. I want to be ready when that trumpet sounds. And so, my brothers, my sisters, while we still have breath in our body, let's walk after the Spirit. Let's walk after the Spirit. We have to be vigilant because the devil is walking about seeking to destroy us. We have to be aware that we have to be wise as a serpent. We have to be wise as a serpent. And <clears throat> Brother Ryan preached on that for me personally is I'm very generous, but I'm very gullible. And my kindness, um, I can't say it, it's not going to be taken advantage of, but because of my kindness, I can put myself in situations that are, are not right. And so I thank you, Brother Ryan, Pastor French, for that wisdom that keep me on track, all right, because um, I want to make it to heaven. I want to bring no shame to the kingdom of God or put myself in a position that will bring discredit or hurt my witness. And so I'm very vigilant about guarding um, my witness, and I think all of us um, should be um, that way. And so, um, let us stand. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity, O oh Lord, to share your heart, O oh Lord, this morning. 
And I pray, O oh Lord, that the words, O oh Lord, that were spoken today will fall upon fertile ground and a fertile heart. We pray, O oh Lord, that your spirit, O oh Lord, will give the increase, O oh Lord, that people will be added, O oh Lord, into your kingdom, O oh Lord, today. I pray that you will open up the scriptures, O oh Lord, to our understanding, O oh Lord Jesus. So let us, O oh Lord, be ready, O oh Lord, for your return. For you are a great God and a mighty God and a merciful God. And we love you, Lord, today. We're going to give you the praise and the glory and the honor, Lord Jesus. So I'm asking, O oh Lord, right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you pour out the gift of the Holy Ghost, O oh Lord, today, O oh Lord, as we come, O oh Lord, into this new year here. Let it fall, O Lord, like rain, O Lord, throughout the city. For you have given, O Lord, Pastor French, O Lord, a vision, O Lord, for this city, O Lord. There's 4,700 homes, O Lord, within the city. Let us, O Lord, reach every single one. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going to give you the glory, the praise, and the honor, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everybody say, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord.